0: Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll. I'm joined by my wonderful co-host this evening, my good friends, Justin Sandoval and Anthony Amato. Sandy and Shimato. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight?
1: Doing well, doing well, man. Uh, just a long day at work and no, no better way to finish the night than to record this episode with you guys. I so mm. appreciate you guys coming all the way over to my
0: casa yeah such an honor thanks for having us shimato how
2: about yourself uh doing well took the long trek out here you know i'm the long distance driver of the three of us um you know it was a it was a good day spent the whole day out in the uh, out in the sun and you know got a quick turnaround for tomorrow so but it'll be a good night tonight you do make great sacrifices
0: to join us and we are grateful justin gives up his basement you drive what 25 30 minutes yeah Pretty easy for me. So, I guess... I mean, I guess I bring the laptop. That's my... That's what I that's what i have to bring to this team our
2: tech guru yeah
0: yeah kinda yeah i'm uh, the one that works everything yeah, you just you, bring the laptop yeah that's true <laughs> that's true i'm gonna i know there's a better way for us to record cuz it's so meticulous what you do one day we're going to it's going to be way simpler but anyways thank you for tuning in to the royal geek podcast if this is your first time uh listening to our podcast we are very grateful that you tuned in um we're kind of the new kid on the block we're happy to be here uh, but basically we we like to get together Um, once a week or multiple times a week and just talk about, uh, things that are going on in the, in the movie industry, the TV world, all things kind of entertainment, not necessarily like TMZ or any of that garbage, but more just like some of the fun things that are happening with different TV shows, maybe some video games. You guys would describe it as anything kind of in geek culture um so once again thank you guys for joining us uh gosh it's just exciting to be here with you guys so um uh, we are officially on apple podcast now celebrate what's yep, up yep. yeah
1: also on google podcast also on yeah. google all your yeah. android yep. users out there represent
0: that's right
2: you yeah, we stand, don't discriminate
0: here that's got to right you got to stand firm for your for your brethren there uh and also spotify on the way pending so if you're listening to this on spotify congrats um yeah, we're we're just really excited and thankful you guys are uh coming along for the journey. So, um anything new happening in y'all's lives before we get into some of the news and some of the things happening in in our world? Just uh, you know, just hanging out with you guys. Nothing
1: really new going on. Um it it, it was a raining day again today. Yeah, uh, and true. another sign we're all we're washed out, man.
0: Yeah. The ba- you talking about the yeah. bad omen? Yeah, the bad every, omen. Every time we get together for a pod, it's raining. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> I mean, throw in some riots down in downtown Atlanta, right, you know, maybe yeah. 45 minutes away from us. Yeah. You know. it's crazy stuff happening. Yeah.
0: I feel like the social fabric of our of our world it's been collapsing for a while, but I don't know. We don't necessarily need to get into a political rant here, but gosh, it's just so it's just so discouraging getting on Twitter or Facebook. I've, I've actually had kind of a busy week with work and um, I didn't even know about a lot of these things happening. I knew about yeah. the unfortunate, ridiculous uh, death of another uh, black man who was not proven guilty but unfortunately died at the hands of the police up in Minneapolis. And I knew about that, but I was not aware of all just the unrest that has been, been happening since then. And now it's happening in Atlanta. Yeah. Can't really blame it. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, so... It's kinda it's kinda crazy to sit here and you know, we're about to talk about entertainment things and movies and news, but there there are hurting people all over the world right now and uh yeah. That's my rant for the Yeah, we'll just so.
1: <laughs> we'll just be an escape uh, to help to get our minds off this craziness. So. I guess yeah. so.
0: But our thoughts and prayers and our hearts go out to all the people who really have been hurt. I mean, this is just uh it's a tough time, you know.
2: For sure. Twenty twenty
0: sure. really has been a crappy year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Can we get a do over or fast forward? One yeah, of the two.
0: Man, I yeah, it's crazy. So uh with that in mind, we're gonna make a hard right turn uh to some of the news. Uh we like to cover every week uh some different news topics happening in uh movies and T V shows, anything happening in the entertainment world. Um so yeah, this is our unofficial uh news report. <laughs> <laughs> uh Shimato, you got some big news for us. Why don't you go first?
2: Uh, my, my main news is uh about a little subscription site that just you know just happened to pop up you know a little you know HBO Max. I mean something that just everybody's been talking about. Just a mom
0: and pop shop, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just
2: like you know real small. You know, just you know really throwing off everything right now. And I thought I'd talk about what would be uh, what I believe to be my favorite category that they have in there. Um, uh, I really love you know classic movies and um you know the culture and uh, about. Um old time Hollywood and things of that nature. So I uh, uh, I love the section that they have called Turner Cla- of Turn Classic Movies. Um so and I just I, I went through there and I just looked on there and there's oh, so many like classic movies that I would have um almost like no ability to watch any otherwise since the brutal murder of my child in the home at Blockbuster. Um <laughs>
0: Shimano's still mourning.
2: Yes. I'm not gonna lie, it is it is it tough fun. with Blockbuster. You know where it, it was one of the places where you could get some of those old movies now. Yeah. you know where it's really hard to get. Um, but you know, just seeing some of the classic movies on there, like you know, John Wayne's The Searchers was on there. You know, just you know, a, a ton of the old Godzilla movies were on there. <laughs> uh, just like so much cool content that. You know, otherwise you wouldn't see. I mean, th- these are things that aren't going to be on Netflix, that aren't going to be on Hulu, that aren't going to be on the front page of other things of streaming sites. Um, just a lot of stuff that you're just you're just not going to be able to see. Um, one one movie I'm definitely going to watch: the, the Great Dictator. Uh, I am. I've been meaning to watch that that movie for a long time. Of course, uh, it's a movie made uh, by Charlie Chaplin, basically making making fun of um and you know digging at hitler in one of the few movies that you know did that during world war Two, you know so he was really hmm. a controversial you know moment in time it's an and, old movie yes and, and, and <laughs> another thing interesting <laughs> about it is um it's a it's it was a um speaking role for Chaplin, which was which is greatly out of his normal realm of movies which everyone Knows that he was a silent movie star for the most part. So, uh, so anyone else have any uh, HBO Max news? Well, tell
0: me a little bit more. Like, yeah. what are the dynamics of it? Not necessarily what's available on it, but I mean, it, I'm assuming it might be a little bit like Disney Plus. Like, what's what's kind of the dynamics of how it works?
2: Um, I mean, it's, it's similar to Disney Plus, but it's also it's it's a the next generation for um, HBO streaming service. Um, they used to have HBO Now or Go, depending on whether you had the an account or not. Um, and I feel like they made a lot of good upgrades with their um, interface and things like that. It's I feel like it's much easier to surf through this uh, through this site than it was in, on their previous sites because I found sometimes that it was kind of clunky to go through. And it's you know it's just set up by different categories and different things like that. All kinds of TV yeah. and movies, and they really got into outside content. Other than HBO, which was which was a really cool thing to see as well.
0: How is there a price for it yet, or do we know when it's launching?
2: Uh, it has launched. Oh, it's already yeah, launched. It just this week. It just launched. Jeez. Yeah. It's live. Right. Um, I believe it's is it thirteen ninety nine. It's fourteen ninety nine. Yikes! Yeah, I know.
0: Yikes,
1: man. Should have got if you got on er, early, which is too late now. You were it was eleven ninety
2: nine. So
0: fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Are they giving me like popcorn and a drink
2: every two? <laughs> Well, if you think about it, it's like having HBO as well <laughs> yeah. as having a streaming site attached to it. Yeah, so you but know, but it's it's a big launch. Uh, everyone's right.
1: talking about it, and all social media sites and everything. So, yeah.
0: yeah, okay, and um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. They have a lot
1: of power too, a lot of swing. Uh, they're making negotiations with crazy people right now. So,
0: making negotiations with crazy people. Yeah, like some
1: some actors, man. I don't know. You tell me. What do you, you think they're
0: I guess you're trying to tee me up for something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not really confirmed news, but I did read that um, Henry Cavill, who stepped away from DC as his role as Superman recently, or I just I guess that was like a year and a half ago maybe, um, they're potentially it seems like they are in negotiations again to bring him on uh, back as Superman. But what I've been reading is that It's not really discussions for him to be, like, have his own feature films, but more so to be kind of a part of different DC movies. Um, which is kind of funny because it's like, does that mean they're taking Superman and turning him into, like, DC's version of the Hulk? You (laughs) know, just pop up here, pop over there. Yeah, pop up here, pop up there. Um, so I guess, you know, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be probably, you know, what is it, that Snyder Cut we talked about a a week or so ago? Um, of uh, that one movie, Justice League. Justice League. League. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, but no, that shows the the swing that HBO has. Like, they can throw the money around to get Henry Cavill to want to come back. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it obviously shows the swing of our podcast because, I mean, they obviously we were listening when we were talking about DC losing a lot of its actors, and, you know, it's pulling one back <laughs> right now, you know? For sure.
0: We did say that last week, and, I mean, maybe we're just profits. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, wh- so, here's my question with HBO Max. So... Does it, like, again, with, with Disney Plus, almost everything in the Disney Vault is on it. Almost, right? Yeah. Um, is with HBO, is it like anything that's ever happened on HBO? Like, you can go watch all of those seasons, all of those episodes. So if I want to go watch, what, like The Sopranos, right? Can I go watch? Yeah, all of that's yes. on there.
1: Yeah, Soprano. Every HBO property is on there right now. So, so you can I, all I go Game watch of Game Th- of Thrones. Yeah. It's all there. Yep. Game of Thrones from start to disappointing finish. You can watch that all right there. Okay. So. I mean, also The Wire, a classic HBO show. Yes, very good. Uh, Band
2: of Brothers, phenomenal, 10-part series. Yes, absolutely.
1: And a little David Schwimmer uh, segue there from Band of Brothers all the way to Friends. Friends, all all the entire series is on there, um, which it transitioned out of Netflix, and now it's here on HBO Max. See, I like watching
0: Friends randomly, not like all together. I just like to put on the TV and it's like, oh, there's another episode on, and, and not have any idea where I'm at in the story, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it is cool. That I I I'm kind of laughing at it, but I mean, it this seems like the new age of streaming, you know. I mean, especially as as more and more people just feed off of binge watching.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? It's got some other stuff like uh, the entire Looney Tunes library is in wow. there. Yeah. Yes. And uh uh Cartoon Network, uh, old and new stuff, like anything from like Dexter's Lab to the Jetsons to Flintstones. Yeah. Uh, and a okay, lot and of, Now we're talking yes, Adult exactly. Swim Adult yes. Swim Yes Adult Swim is in there as well oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, You can see the Boondocks Space Ghost Coast to Coast Samurai Jack And uh, one of my <laughs> One of my personal favorites Is Aqua Teen Hunger Force yeah. so, uh, That Dude, one So good yeah, Who's so your favorite good.
0: character In Aqua Teen Hunger Force <laughs> <laughs> Carl Definitely Carl <laughs> Dude, Carl is so funny man It's either Carl Or Meatwad The fact that there's a character Named Me- Meatwad. Meatwad Yeah Yeah that is such a good show it's but it's also one of those shows that like <laughs> like feel like normal i don't I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but normal people are like why would you watch yeah, that what is going <laughs> on right now yeah, yeah for it's sure, the, for it's sure. probably
1: the biggest random like brain dump writing yeah. that there ever is but yet it works it flows and it, honestly it's hysterical Aside it really from is. robot chicken but yeah.
0: so so there's so there's a large catalog
1: yeah. yeah it even has a large anime uh, catalog as well like you can see anything from full metal alchemist on there Roni kenshin uh Bungo Stray Dogs out there but yeah like the uh, Crunchyroll has a big influence on um HBO yep. Max but uh also BBC a lot of BBC properties are on there okay. uh, including one of my personal all-time favorites is Doctor Who which uh Shimano needs to catch up big time because he's uh slacking as a as a quote-unquote Doctor do, Who fan. I do. yeah. It is
2: currently on my watch list, so I will begin starting on that soon. Good.
1: There's a lot of craziness that happened in the last two seasons that I have been holding on to because yes. I feel like there's a rare uh gathering of Doctor Who fans out there. I feel like every time I try to talk about it, there's nobody out there, but uh obviously on social media there's a huge uh following out there, but can't seem to find somebody local to talk to about yeah. it, so it's okay.
0: Hmm. Well, you might be able to swing one or one or two of us to go on this HBO Max that journey with you here. Let yeah. me ask you this: the uh, what's the? Um, I'm I, I'm so disappointed. I can't remember the name of it. The NFL show where they follow around a team. Uh, a team. Hard Knocks. Oh, Hard Knocks. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. an HBO property, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. It is. It, it is. is, and it's 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 on there. It's um, crazy. Yeah. Which this year, by the way, fellas, uh, HBO Hard Knocks will be following uh, the L.A. teams, both the Rams and the Chargers this year. There's only
0: one L.A. team, and it's the Rams, Justin. Nobody cares about the Chargers.
2: Wow. I mean, they're both going to be hot garbage, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, this is cool. So, $15 a month, you get a ton of stuff. It really does feel like a home box office. Yes. I mean, yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, I mean, it has stuff like Big Bang Theory on there, so if you guys want to, that series is complete. From beginning to end, you can mm-hmm. able to watch it on there.
2: I got to watch the last season of that. That's crazy. Yeah, it finished
1: finished pretty strong. Yeah, actually, had big, a, had big a fans end. of that show. Big fans uh, of that I enjoyed show? it thoroughly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it had a the middle seasons kind of like tapered off a little bit, like they were too comfortable and didn't really do anything edgy or crazy. But yeah, yeah. Uh, they really found their groove again uh, towards the later seasons, and I think it finished
0: pretty strong. So, yeah, awesome. Well, uh, I think it, it, some exciting things happening. Uh, it's funny we we like to go around and search different content to kind of talk about in the news we do this in preparation every week but the reality is hbo max really did dominate the headlines this week uh there really hasn't been a ton of things happening understandably so with you know coronavirus of course but um even in the last few weeks there's been more news in this past week but it's it's just like when disney plus came out there was only one thing to ever talk about Disney right. plus yeah disney plus so uh but yeah we're gonna go ahead and transition here um you know we like to have one main spotlight topic every week Um, And this week, Justin had the awesome idea uh, for all of us to talk about our top Pixar movies of all time. Um, Now, this is really interesting. Uh, Pixar is another property of Disney, but it is not all Disney movies are Pixar movies. Uh, But the best Disney movies are Pixar movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, aside from the Marvel movies, of course. Um, but no, seriously, Pixar movies, man. Let's just, before we kind of get into our list, what do you guys have to say about Pixar in general and just the reputation that it has?
1: Well, when it was first came out with Toy Story, I mean, it it, it did a nice balance of animation, kids, but then they had a great storyline with like an emotional tie. So yeah. it kind of it kind of started tugging on the heartstrings where as cartoons really didn't uh, do that on yeah. occasion. Yeah, there
2: you go. Yeah, and it just, you know, it seemed to be a little bit more adult, not in like adult-adult, but it seemed to move a little bit further away from, you know, this is, you know, old-school animation, you know, very classic Disney princess t- sort of storyline. Right. It, it got a little bit more into... um Ideas that felt like they were, um, you know, more for maybe maybe more like a teenage view and things like that. They became and more it was, relatable. There's just yes. more depth. There's yes. more
0: depth. Yeah. When I think of Pixar movies, aside from like I'm about to cry, uh, I think of depth. Yeah. You know, th- like whatever I'm about to watch, there's a very good chance I'm going to laugh a ton. There's a very good chance I'm going to cry a lot and there's a very good chance i'm going to walk away from that movie saying wow it really makes you think
1: yeah yeah right feel something yeah yes, they're really good really at building makes a, makes a world
0: say it again i'm sorry
2: they're really
1: good at building a world yeah they know?
0: are man they really
1: really well and they are. also they kind of tie in with like uh, relatable events that are happening in what uh, in the times of society yeah. so
0: yes they do so um and, you know, one funny thing uh i i mentioned this to you guys but i'm going to say it again for our listeners I was just going on Twitter, kind of looking around for some, some news to talk about. This is just another example of how we are really – our podcast, the Royal Geek Podcast, is really shaping the, the culture of news and entertainment when it comes to movies yeah. and TV shows. We're always but, at the forefront. Yeah, man. I got on Twitter, and uh, as I'm looking for news to talk about for tonight, you know, something that's up-to-date, uh, current, the, the the trending topic on Twitter on the entertainment tab was – Fans chiming in about their f- their top Pixar movies of all time, and just so you listeners know, honest to God truth here, we decided that that was going to be our topic literally seven days ago. All right, so again, we're kind of like prophets, not to brag, but I'm just going to brag for a minute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So why don't we go ahead? He's and a jump very in. humble man. Yeah, very humble man. Yeah. We're gonna go ahead and jump in. Uh, is it roughly what like 20 something movies Pixar's made? 22, I believe. 22. Yeah. Which you know what? Can I just say this too? That's awesome. Like, it just shows that, like, when they're going to make a movie, they're going to be sold out to that movie. They're not going to just, like, create a ton of movies to push products forward just to get, you know, big checks for their, you know, executives. Like, they're going to focus on making a good film. So, shout out to Pixar. We're excited to talk about our top movies of all time. We're actually going to go around and do our top three. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, we prepared for this. Um, We're each going to share what is number three on our list, talk about what we loved about it. Uh, Maybe argue a little bit about why it's number three and not number one or why it's even in your top three at all. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of controversy because there's a ton of good movies and only three spots on our list. So, um, Shimada, we're going to prompt you here. We're going to ask you to go first. Why don't you share your number three movie created by Pixar?
2: Number three. All right. Here we go. Just to show that, you know, it isn't just their old stuff that is quite good that, they are still rolling pretty hard at number 3 their most recent release onward oh, for me okay. is number 3 um i just i love the i love the uh relationship built between chris pratt and tom holland's characters um it really is just like a great brother story um they kind of fake you out a little bit in saying that it's a you know father son story which it is in some ways but when it gets down to it it's really about the relationship between the two brothers and you know it's it's interesting for me being a middle child yeah um i have an older and a younger brother so i kind of feel both of of the sides of the stories when it when it is coming around so for me it hit me hard with that because it's just you know this you know seeing both sides of it and how much you mean to them sometimes without even knowing that you mean that much to somebody and how much you know, you you know, how another person means to you, even though sometimes you don't always act like you, you, you bring that to the table.
1: I mean, I agree with the onward being so good. I mean, I, it was one of my honorable mentions because it just came out this year, twenty twenty. Yes. But I really enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, the brother aspect of it—I'm I'm the older brother, and I could a hundred percent relate to the older brother in the movie. Yeah. And because uh, I was always looking out for my little brother, I was yeah. making sure that he was uh, doing the right thing and trying yeah. to keep him keep him straight, I guess. So and. The, just also the quest style. I love the quest yes. style in the movie, and it just uh, dungeon and dragon
2: style too. I yes, mean, you, it
1: brings you back to the middle school days of playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I
2: really hit that the the geek culture hard with that, with those lines and things like that.
0: Good for you, man. I, I'll be honest; I actually have not seen it yet. I'm just gonna be fully transparent here. I know that makes me a bad show host, but I've heard a good things. So I just yes, haven't gotten around. Definitely to worth it. a watch, Justin. How about you? Number three.
1: Well, number three for me, uh, it's going to be Toy Story 3. I figured three and three. Toy Story Whoa. 3, yes. Ooh, absolutely. okay. Toy Story 3, man, that was uh, quite the movie, man. Uh, so Toy Story 1 and 2, they helped build the characters. They, yeah. like, they were both good movies, but Toy Story 3 is like the one that really like kind of shook you. Uh, yeah. That moment yes. towards the end of the movie, I'm assuming everybody's seen these, but I'll just go ahead and say spoiler just in case. Yeah. Uh, towards the end calm. of the movie when they're all on the way to the furnace and they're all... On the conveyor <sighs> yes. belt, holding hands, and they're like, this is it, this is over. I'm I'm sitting there in the theater, just, I'm completely shook. I'm like, what, this is it, this is how the toy story ends, this is all, the toys are gone. Yes. And, but they find a way out of it, and, but that whole the, the feeling of dread, uh, yeah. you're like, holy crap, man. like Got you think, going. Yeah, is this really going to happen? But then it, I feel like it also gives a perfect send-off to Andy. Uh, yes. He drops his toys off to Bonnie, and they have one last play, like, Andy is all into it character-wise with uh, Woody and Buzz, and he's playing with Bonnie. And it was a, a farewell off to college. Here we go. Uh,
2: yeah, I will agree that it was a it was a fantastic movie. Uh, like two points I would say about that about the Andy thing is like, uh, especially with the way that lots of times the toy owners were portrayed outside of Andy, it was it was good to see him not be like that like because with Jesse and you know you know the the damage that a lot of the other toys had out in the universe um and seeing him not follow that same path was was really cool as well as uh, for me it followed like the the first three movies followed age-wise where I kind of was in my life anyway so it was just like it it felt like it was a lot of ways like a story of yeah. you know my own life as well in the sense of you know you know going off to college and the third one and you know having to give up some of your childish behaviors yeah
1: only to talk about them years later on a
0: podcast <laughs> yep <laughs> that's right that's right you know um so for you and I, it's, I, I, it sounds like you're saying this so i just want to get confirmation for you toy story 3 is better than one and two yes okay. absolutely awesome so my wife would pick at that hardcore. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. She's not on this podcast. I am. So that's totally fine. Um, what, do you, you know off the top of your head what year that came out, Toy Tw- Story 3? 2010. 2010. Yeah. Yes, that seems about right because I feel like the anticipation for that, I remember when it happened, it was like, we are getting a Toy Story 3? Yes. Like, yes. Do you guys remember the buzz?
2: Yeah. Ah, yeah. The buzz yeah. around that? Yeah. Wow. Seriously. Yeah, you like that?
0: Do you remember the buzz around it, though, for real? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It oh, was yeah. it was big-time news. Man. It was just under Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, man. So that's a, that's a good shout for number three. So I'm going to go ahead and hit my number three. Um, again, I think there's going to be controversy throughout the times because someone's going to say that there's one movie that's lower than someone else's uh, when it should be higher. For me, number three, all-time Pixar movie, Finding Nemo. So Finding Nemo. Phenomenal film. I'm getting some looks from the pod, from the other uh, podcasters here. <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal film. Um, highly enjoyable, super funny. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah, it really is. a funny so, movie. Yeah, it is, it's it really funny. Yeah. Um, just a great story too, you know, um, several times throughout the film, you, you really are wondering like, what is actually going to happen? Uh, is Merlin, Marlin, Marlin, Marlin <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna edit that out, right? Uh, <laughs> is he actually gonna find his son, man? Yeah. And just the fact that they travel uh, the, the the distance that they travel to find him at this one dentistry in Sydney. I mean, isn't it crazy? Oh, um, yeah. So love love the film. My uh, my wife uh, is a flight attendant, and she has a you know on your suitcase you have like a little um, luggage uh, tag luggage tag. It's a it's one of those birds and it says mine? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, I think for my wife that would act, I think Finding Nemo is actually number 1, but it's number 3 on my list. Love the film. Love it. No, it's
1: a, it's definitely a great movie. Um it would be in my top 5, but it I don't it's not my top 3. Yeah. But yeah. uh just overall, I think from beginning to end it's the it's, it is the funniest Pixar movie in my yeah. opinion because Dory one of the greatest characters yes. in oh, yeah. Pixar history, Phenomenal. I think. Uh, although it didn't carry over too well in Finding Dory, to be honest yeah. with you. She's she's good as a supporting Finding, role. Finding Dory yeah.
0: is very much like the Minions movie, where it's like, you've just been dying for that movie, <laughs> and it comes out, and you know it's going to be like, it's going to be funny, it's going to be fun, but it's it just doesn't hit the same. Yeah, as, yeah. no. You, you no. know what I'm saying? Um,
2: Sometimes a character, with the character, less is more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's certain characters that thrive yeah. in that supporting act. Yeah. So, um i was uh I was gonna have a good punchline to end this uh discussion on finding Nemo, but I forgot it, and now I'm
2: actually disappointed with myself, uh, yeah, hold on, Dory, yeah, so <laughs>
0: oh yeah,, let's not forget the greatest part of the whole movie fish off friends, not food <laughs> I just love I love saying that, man, all right, so we're gonna move on now to our collective number two all time Pixar movie uh Anthony, we're gonna let you go first again,
2: all right. Number 2 and as we have been talking a lot about uh superheroes and things of that nature uh going along uh number 2 for me is the Incredibles. Ooh, okay. Oh, yes. Good um, pick, good pick. you know just the fact that it is just this um great superhero story told in an animated fashion um probably the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. Um <laughs> wow. Um, and just, you know,
0: probably about that. I mean, yeah, there's no (laughs) probably.
2: The only, the only probably about that is whether you consider it a Fantastic Four movie, (laughs) which it totally is, but it's just the fact that, uh, at the time Marvel did not have the ability to make a Fantastic Four movie of its own. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a great story and just, you know, it's really cool just seeing the family interactions and just you know them trying to be normal and it's always really interesting to see how superheroes affect their world um because lots of times we see um we see you know the glory of it but there are a lot of it actually dives kind of deep into the, neg- the potential negative repercussions of what being a superhero is and that is something that, at that time, was not seen a whole lot. I mean, they were very glorified figures in a, lot, in a lot of movies up until that point. Now, I know Marvel has really dived into that recently, but, you know, that that was a pretty revolutionary idea at the time.
0: Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal movie. I mean, and again, similar to, like, Toy Story 3, when we finally heard that there was Incredibles 2... People are just losing their minds. Yeah, you know, just oh, yeah. dying for it. Absolutely. I'm gonna go ahead and save my Incredibles comments. Ah, oh, okay. Ooh. Sounds good. Sounds <laughs> good. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, overall, um, <laughs> I love the dynamics. I lo- like you said talking about because in that world they call them, they refer to them as supers. Yes. Right. And man, yeah, they're, they're just another really funny movie too. A lot of yeah. great. There's a lot of great lines in there. Woman, where's my super suit? <laughs> Where <laughs> is my suit? Um, yeah, and uh, that that originally came out, wasn't like, 2004? It was 2004, yes. Yeah, yeah, so it's got some age on it, but, again, mm-hmm. just a great, great movie. Uh, how about number two for you, Justin? Yeah, number two
1: for me is a, a fairly recent one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's Coco. Ah yeah. uh first off the visuals in that movie are fantastic. Yes. Yeah. The colors, the the whole premise of the the gate over to the uh underworld. Yeah, yep. yeah that was yeah. visually it's it's a really incredible movie. But another thing I loved about it was it really brought a culture to yes. mainstream uh my yeah. uh, background heritage being uh, Mexican. What? Uh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Shock. Right. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, it, it brings the culture to the mainstream of yeah. a little glimpse inside what uh, another culture is doing in the world. Yeah. And uh, I just, I just found it fascinating that they were able to bring that to light and kind of explain it in a way to where it was um, easily grasped by. The, yeah. the masses. So, yeah. But anyway, so that that was great about it, but uh, the, the main thing I really loved about it was, honestly, the songs were amazing in that movie. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah,
2: it, yeah, it was it was a phenomenal representation because uh, one of the things that a lot of people talk about is how, like, mainly, one of the big differences between, like, a Pixar and a Disney movie is the amount of singing, whereas Coco goes quite deep into the singing catalog. Yeah, it does. You know, in comparison to other Pixar movies. But, Definitely, you know, some great music in in there as well and just, you know, builds a definitely vibrant and pretty awesome world.
0: And it helps that the main subject of the film is music yeah, too, you oh, know? yeah. So yeah. yeah. absolutely yeah um and family like the,
1: the fa- yeah, family, the family dynamic is and, just so
2: important yeah that that's
1: movie. just uh one of the things that i really grasped too because uh, when i was living in california we i was surrounded by all my family yeah. and yeah. it was just oh we're going over cousin's house this week going over another cousin's house this yeah. week yeah but the whole uh intertwined knit family relationship and dynamic yeah. there uh it was really uh relatable to me as
0: yeah, it's funny you talked about bringing a culture to the forefront. I mean, even um so the main character Miguel, that's right, right? yep. One of his uh cousins is a um is actually wearing a Mexican uh soccer jersey, the El Tree jersey. <laughs> and <laughs> and I just love it. Yeah. It's just so it's just so awesome that they did that. Um so I'm going to go with my number 2 Pixar movie of all time, and it is actually Coco. Yes. <laughs> oh, so I'm yes. right there with you, Justin. Yes. Um and, you know, I actually wrestled with this one a little bit because I've only actually seen it a couple times. Yeah. Um, gosh, uh, how do I say this? You know, there's there there are other Pixar movies that have made me cry, which I'll get to when I get to my number one movie. Um, but I feel like Coco might have made me cry more than all of them. And, like, it just it kind of happened at multiple times too, yeah. you know. Um, I think the story is just incredible. Um, just discovering that, uh, you know, he was, oh man, just make, okay, here's what I want to say. I love when Miguel goes into the, how do you des- describe like the, the spiritual world? Yeah, right? sp- let's go spiritual. Okay, world, yeah. spiritual world where yeah. his spirit is still alive. Um, <laughs> and he's showing up, uh, in all of his, his dead relatives who know him, um, Yeah, one of I think it's one of his aunts. She's like addressing everyone in the circle, and you know, this person, that person. Then she says, "And Miguel," and then she realizes Miguel's here, (laughs) and and they just freak out. Yeah. Oh man, it's just amazing. Um, But the the storyline is so captivating, man. And I mean, it'll just make you cry so much because his family was so resentful towards music when um, their actual uh, what's the name of his actual grandfather. The actual Yeah. Hector. Hector, yes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. When he was the actual mastermind of all those songs. And that, yeah. I mean it's just and that wicked man like freaking framed him and took his music, took all the glory. Yeah. So phenomenal film. I mean, yeah, and Courtney, my wife, loves it as well. So it's just uh you know, it's nice to see that we're on the same page there with number two. Justin. Yeah, how about that, man?
1: <laughs> Who knew we even agree on something? I know.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Um so since we've already talked about Coco at a good a good bit Let's go ahead And briefly So we're not going to talk Break these films down But just mention Some of our um, You know Honorable mentions So I guess At least one honorable mention You know And maybe if you want to say two yep. That's fine But let's just Kind of throw them out there Justin I'm actually going to Tee you up first Why don't you go ahead And tell us uh, What some of your Honorable mentions were
1: Well I Because s- it's hard right It's I mean, hard yeah, to make yeah. a list here I mean it's really hard To make a list here um, They're all very enjoyable But I I will say this I am this movie hasn't even come out yet, and I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be up oh, there wow. as really good. But I think later this year, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, Soul will be coming out. It did and look quite good. it It looks it looks like it's going to be amazing. Um, the premise you see is uh, a mu- up and coming musician. Uh, he gets a gig, and he's he's celebrating, and it looks like he falls down a manhole, and he poof. Uh, his soul appears or whatever and apparently we're going to find I don't know I don't know how the storyline is going to play out but it I, it looks like it's going to be one of those yeah. uh, gut-wrenching uh, heartwarming uh, yeah. Pixar movies and I honestly feel like that is going to be an incredible movie and it hasn't even come out yet yeah. but I'm going to go ahead and honorable mention it because yeah. I feel like it's going to wow. be up there that's impressive I okay. feel like hey, that's it, bold yeah bold yeah absolutely I, I
2: feel like it's going to be an interesting mix of um, Inside Out and Coco like in yeah the, mm-hmm. I just kind of meld those two worlds hmm. uh, like idea wise like stylistically
0: all right. How about you? Any honorable mentions, Anthony?
2: Uh, my honorable mention will be what I just consider to be a phenomenal film, especially the first half, um, just Wally. Just, oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> it's just a great story, and uh, it, one of the most interesting parts about it is it's become quite poignant as well with the way we are you know, acting as a society in a lot of ways. And just, you know, it, it says a lot about a movie, especially, especially a kid's movie when it can hold their especially child's attention when it is almost no dialogue yeah, at all for very, very little dialogue yeah if uh, any yeah especially like in the first like 30 45 minutes there is you know there's so very little dialogue but it's just so the world is so alive and it has that traditional um pix pixar slash disney ability to Um, bring things to emotion and, um, show their personality without using words where you, you see that lots of times in Pixar movies, especially, especially with the animals lots of times, they'll, they'll have that, um, just ability to show emotions that and they really, really show it through Wally and it really just, um, captures your attention
1: Mm. Yeah, nothing capturing at then the end with all the obese yes. <laughs> actual people in space. That was uh oh, so hysterical when yes. I Yes.
0: It's a good shout. It's a good shout. So my honorable mention is uh is actually Up, which again, yes. phenomenal film. Uh it was hard for me to not add it have it in my top 3. Um but for me a lot of times if a movie could really make me deeply feel and cry and mourn, um it's it's a good film. Yeah. I <laughs> definitely have it a lot in up. Um, yeah, like the first 10 um, minutes oh, of gosh. the movie. Oof. Honestly for me it was actually the, the end of the movie too when you know he's standing there at his uh, little um uh his little like uh what, what are they called scout boy scouts. Yeah, right? boy scouts. Yeah. Sorry, right, I'm losing my mind tonight. Um and he's at they're asking oh, man, I shouldn't be talking about this. It's going to make me cry. But <laughs> if anyone's there to help him pin on his, you know, his little ribbon or whatever. And the old man shows up and I mean, it's just, all right, we're going to move on because I'm going to get emotional here, but great film. Um, yeah, it's what everyone's been waiting for. Um, we've talked about our top three, our top number three, number two, Pixar movies of all time. Now we're going to get into number one. So Shimano, how about you hit us with your top Pixar movie of all time?
2: My top Pixar movie of all time. Uh, for me, uh, to get to the top, you have to be first. So for me, Toy Story the original. Wow! Just for me, it is take dude, that, Justin. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a phenomenal movie. I, the first three movies, may legitimately be one of my top trilogies of all time. If in any universe, anything that is you know been created, um, it's a quality it's, trilogy. Wait, better than every every movie. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. dang! <laughs> Um, but yeah, for me, uh, the original it was it was so good, and I just love love the movie and just you know the world that it built and the idea of it was so unique at the time and just yeah. how much yeah. they were going out on a limb at the time to deal with uh, putting that onto screen and you know it was their first attempt at anything and you know that colossal effort and the CGI and just how long. It took them to do every little thing that they were doing. It's just it's a phenomenal movie with a great cast. You know, basically the the best actor of the nineties. I'm about to say,
1: yeah, best actor of the nineties, Tom Hanks, and then actually Tim Allen at that time was going through a a crazy run. Oh yeah, he was huge. He was
2: huge at that time. To book the top actors at that time. Yeah, yeah, he was in. He was right at the front with you know, run the middle of his Home Alone run, uh, or not, not Home Alone. Sorry, Home Improvement run. Home Improvement. Um, Same thing. (laughs) <laughs> yes, home something and Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Yes, um, in <laughs> right before, right before Galaxy Quest.
1: It was right before Galaxy yeah. Quest. Yes,
2: but yeah, um, and it was which just, by the way, we need to do a whole pod just based on uh, <laughs> Galaxy Quest. I I'd be, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, but yeah, it was just it was such a good movie and just you know brought the world to life so well and you know you get to see into this you know complete fantasy that is you know the lives of our toys and you know yeah it, you know creates a. An interesting, you know, potentially guilt, but uh, situation of how you treated your toys as a child, but also, you know, I don't know, it kind of gives you a good feeling because you're like, if it almost makes you think, you know, they actually felt something back for you, yeah, you know, while, you, while you're playing them, especially if you were a lonely child, it was a very, you know, very good, good story knowing that you know, your toys love you to back just as much as you love them. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. it's a good Toy Story is a good movie it's, it is a good movie I just Toy Story 3 for me it just hit harder yeah that's all
0: well I remember being a kid and Toy Story just like shaping my life at times you know what I'm saying yeah um, because I think almost well maybe I'm projecting a little bit here but I feel like almost every kid creates personalities for all of their toys <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah and like you said to watch that on the big screen uh, it really does something for the, the, the child that is watching that movie. And it just seems like such a revolutionary film, too. Yeah. Um,
1: Who are mean... your guys' favorite characters in Toy Story 1? Hmm.
2: Uh, Toy Story 1, um, I always leaned towards Woody. Uh, I was not a big fan of Buzz. Yeah. Um, I was That's always funny. more of a Woody fan. Um, uh, let's see. Ham was, was amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, and Rex. <laughs> Those, like th- th- their comedy duo was, probably their duo was probably my favorite part of it. Yeah. But you know, it's sometimes hard to then claim that you're their your favorite when they don't have a ton, a ton of screen time. But their probably, probably their duo was just you know was was fantastic.
0: Sorry, I'm just thinking about some lines. I, I think I mean it's clearly it's got to be Andy, right? I mean,
2: <laughs>
0: no, just kidding. I mean I'm a sucker for Buzz. I mean again as a kid there wasn't a cooler like character of any really animated film for me outside of maybe like Aladdin that then Buzz Lightyear you know what I'm saying um so
2: what about Mrs. Nesbitt that was uh that was uh Buzz's character after he uh when he was wearing the little hat when he went through his mental breakdown (laughs) wow
1: (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and say mine is slinky slinky dog oh, slinky dog yes another good one he was the most versatile uh yes. character i thought yeah that was good i mean and using him as a ladder i mean yeah. come on man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> good old-fashioned earnest
0: just uh yeah that was just a really convenient character at times okay yeah. I'm just gonna throw yeah. that out there no no yeah they got him out of a <laughs> lot of sticky situations yeah, for mm-hmm. sure absolutely so, Justin, how about you, man? Number one Pixar movie of all time. I think I know what it is. Yeah,
1: well, I hinted to it earlier. Yes, you um, did. Yeah, big time. Uh, mine is The Incredibles. Uh, all right. First, Shocker. Yeah, first things first. If you know me, uh, one of the biggest things in, in my life is superheroes, man. I love me yep. some superheroes. Uh, it just the whole premise of the superhero world building that they did yep. in the movie. Uh they were they were big, and they were everyone was talking about them. But then the repercussions came, yeah. which we don't really take time to think about the repercussions when we're watching big big superhero productions, especially nope. b- before Incredibles happened. Yeah. Uh, but then ever since that happened, you're like, oh whoa, like this is really yeah. affecting the world around them. Yeah. Like, uh, like I mean, just like in the in the comic books and stuff, when all the Marvel heroes they they go and do their big battles. They hired damage control to come yeah. and clean yeah, up all their mess. Up. Yeah, exactly. Which we may be getting a show yeah. based on damage control. Or if later you remember,
2: the- you remember the uh, show Powerless that was oh, on for that one season yes. and dealt with like people inside the you know inside the world of superheroes, but none of them had powers. Yes,
1: it oh, was actually a funny show, man.
2: It was. I felt like I felt like it was starting to get its hold a little bit. I think it probably deserved a second season, uh, but you know, as you know, most sitcoms take a little time to get to where they need to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: but the family dynamic really was was yeah. quite incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mom and dad relationship, how they bickered back and forth. I can definitely picture my parents just bickering back and yep. forth, and uh, just the dad as was just started the movie out. He was he was missing something in his life. Yeah, he was just and and that <laughs> going to seek it and and always trying to go to like the listening on the cop radio like with his yeah. with Prozone like yeah. that was just. That he just wanted a little piece back of, yeah. his, of his glory days, yeah. but yeah. Uh, the normal
0: for, working world wasn't working for him.
1: Yes, yes. oof, yes, yeah. Um, but also, I feel like every character in that movie was relatable in some sense. Yeah, mom yeah. trying to uh, have responsibility, and keep the family together. Yeah. Um, the dad, obviously, I just mentioned before, something was missing. He's trying to get it back. Violet. Trying to find who she really is. Yeah. Uh, and then Dash, he's so eager to do everything, he's rushing into things. Yeah. And then Jack Jack, he's just along for the ride, man. Legend. He is just wow. along uh, for the ride. And legend. That last, let me 10-15 minutes when Jack Jack just comes on. Yeah. And it, fantastic, yeah. like every power he's using, and Syndrome is just doesn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> he only prepared to fight Incredible yeah. Mister Incredible, and then Jack Jack comes in and just goes yeah. ham. Like it was it was fantastic.
2: Yeah. And like another one of the, another one of the interesting parts is seeing how the the parents be actual people. Yes, because in most like Disney Pixar setups, the parents are these—they're either kind of absent or they're these perfect um, ideals where um, you know the, the their only drive is their children, and even though you know they they definitely love their children, but there was also like you got to see actual adult like. Ideas yeah. in the sense of you know how somebody would deal with a midlife crisis and how they're dealing with their family life and things of that nature.
1: Yeah, like not just only shot from the shoulders up kind of, yeah. like, or the shoulders down like Toy Story parents.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean it was incredible. The movie was incredible. And, I, and I'm not trying to be a pun there. No, it's fine. Um,
0: no. <laughs> it's good. So here's the question I have for you. So for both of you because – Anthony, Incredibles was number two Yes Incredibles number one for you, Justin Yes um, Real briefly, not, not long, don't spend a lot of time actually debating this But like, what were y'all's, I guess maybe give me a quick rating And what you thought of The Incredibles 2 Because again, it took years and years and years to finally get it Were you, were you left like a little let down or were you like Man, that, was, that really scratched the itch I had waiting for years and years for that
2: I personally felt like it was it was a really good follow up. Um, in general, I feel like Disney does, or Pixar does an, a great job on their sequels. Yeah, um, w- when they're getting these extra stories, and they they never seem to really do anything that's super money grabby in the sense of they just threw a plot together. When they have an idea, they really work through that idea. Yeah. And I just felt like it was it was a very good follow up and dealt with. A little bit more of them growing up as um especially the kids, you know, dealing with their you know, their growth a little bit after having superpowers. they
1: definitely let that one sit for a while. Uh,
0: yes. to
2: develop. So I was hoping they were putting yeah, to
0: a little bit after that. To happen like the next day too, you know.
1: Oh yeah, and I mean <laughs> the movie uh, took place seconds after the <laughs> yes. yeah. Like milliseconds after the first movie, uh-huh. which was, everyone was speculating when which it was coming awesome, out, like there was going to be a time jump. Yeah, but yeah. I really appreciated that going yeah, into me it. Too. It kind of just took you right back to when
2: you first saw yeah. it. Yeah,
0: like I don't want to. I don't want to see Dash as like a, <laughs> you know, like a nineteen year old, a, mo- a moody yeah. teenager. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, that's just good. for sevens as the Human Torch type of. <laughs> yes, yeah, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so
0: I guess that drum roll. Leaves, I guess that leaves yeah. me and. Um, you know, how disappointing would it be if my number one movie was also The Incredibles, right? Fortunately, it's not. And It's the good dinosaur. Right? And to make things even better, <laughs> uh it actually isn't in either of y'all's top 3, which Whoa. makes me a little nervous of when I'm about to reveal this. Because I think for me it's hands down it's they're like when we when you had this idea Justin, I didn't speak up about what my favorite Pixar movie was, but there's only three. there's only one winner. <laughs> Seriously, there's only one winner. And for me, hate it or leave it, it's Inside Out. Whoa, I really love that film.
2: That is that is a that is a very good choice. Um, I completely understand how people could get in that direction. It was not a hundred percent like in my direction, um, uh, idea wise. But I, I mean, it was a very good movie. I will give yeah. you that.
0: So for me, just to, you know, you know, uh, to describe why I love this movie so much, one. Again, like a lot of Pixar movies, it's it's freaking hilarious, which helps a lot. Yeah. Um. But when I think of depth, um, and which again, almost every Pixar movie, again, I think Pixar movies and depth are synonyms, are synonyms to each other. You know, like there's yeah. just always so much depth in these movies, but there is just so much like core level depth, um, to your heart and your soul in Inside Out, and all while also. Being hilarious. So, watching Riley's journey, and it's just fascinating to think that inside of her, there's these <laughs> little characters that are dictating her moods, yeah. which is just a fascinating idea for a film. Um, I don't think that's actually true, of course, <laughs> but um, it's just amazing to see the characters, you know, happy and anger and sadness, all these people just like um, these characters dictating Riley's mood. Um, you can't tell me you didn't cry w- with Bing Bong. All right? So we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> no. um, you can't tell me you didn't cry there.
1: I think that was honestly, that, that storyline with Bing Bong, I think was my, my favorite yeah. of, of, of the, the whole, movie. Yeah, the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. But yeah. the cast overall was hysterical. Oh. Amy yeah, Poehler, for... Bill Hader, Louis Black as Anger was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. He, anytime uh, he, he he erupted. He exemplifies <laughs> yeah. Anger yeah. In, the, oh, in his man. own right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and Mindy Kaling. Oh, man. And I think
0: yeah. and I think for me, the depth piece that really sets it apart um like the whole the whole message of that movie is that you can't just be happy all the time. Yeah. You can't just be happy all the time. And even though happy is the main, excuse me, not the main character, but kind of the leader of the of the pack. Yeah. Like she tried to dictate everything and make Riley happy all the time, all the time, all the time. And those core memories um which again, fascinating idea. How amazing was it when that That core memory came out, and it was half yellow and half blue, uh, a yeah. half sad, half happy core memory and and you could just see happy looking at it, the character happy, and she's like, "Joy, joy, yeah, yeah. sorry, <laughs> for me, they're the same thing, but like how amazing uh of of just a of a moment that was, you know, um, so hands down, love that film. Clearly not enough to remember yeah. the name Joy. Right? <laughs> no man, but the the
1: combination of feelings is a core memory. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can think of a lot of memories. I mean, in my life for sure that were, were like angry, that. happy, like yeah. all that kind yeah. of stuff. But uh, it helped shape you who you are today, and that was kind of like the premise of yeah. the movie. Is Absolutely, you're going to go through trials, going to yeah. go
2: through things. How relatable uh, yeah. is that concept overall? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And actually, a, a little uh, tidbit here. A lot of. Um, child psychologists and things like that have really praised the movie as a uh, they use it as a conduit to yeah. help children talk more about their emotions and help them understand that the, the idea of you know it, it, it's okay to have these different emotions it's okay to you know deal with these different things in, in, in situations when you're having difficulties and that it, it isn't just you know if you do have one of these other emotions it's not you're not a bad person you know not everything in life is so black and white yeah you know in that situation and which is a very difficult concept for children to to deal with so you know a lot of child psychiatrists love the fact the way that this movie depicted the you know different ways that emotions can interact with each other absolutely i mean
0: Honestly, in my line of work, when I'm helping people process emotions and process their feelings and process their lives, even yeah. like this movie is a great fi- it's a great tool that you can use to really help people understand yeah. themselves. So again, there's more to Pixar than the movies we mentioned tonight. But for me, the thing that sets Pixar apart from really any other <laughs> like studio, any other company in the world is just depth, man. Yeah. Like when you, when there's a Pixar movie, you are going to be impacted. Yeah. Um, and whether it's, you know, feelings of sadness or joy or just laughing your butt off, like you're going to be impacted, yeah. you know? So shout out to Pixar. Um, yeah. any last thoughts from you guys, uh, on our, t- on our top three lists? I mean, I think it was a good list.
1: A lot yeah. of, there was a f- few of the same, which was good. That means, yeah. uh, they impacted the three of us at least yeah. uh, the same way but uh, I'd be interested to see what everybody else's uh, top three would look like so I mean you can yeah. hit us up on the Royal Geek Pod on Twitter That's and right. uh, just let us know what your top three is um, I know everybody has uh, different ones out there I mean me, there is somebody out there who likes a good dinosaur I want to know I want to yeah. know why you like it who are you where are you yeah. why do you exist
2: <laughs> Do yeah. you exist? Yeah. Yeah. and just one last thing about the list in general it's it. it was tough you know it's tough fitting you know 10 gallons worth of stuff in a five gallon hat you know and like you said about depth that depth also feeds into just how deep their catalog is and just it really is sometimes just razor thin the difference between a movie that's in your top three and outside your top three
0: yeah and just one last thing for me with Pixar it's a lot of depth but also just like the people who create create these movies are like literally the most talented people <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah, in the industry yeah. like Animation, they really yeah, are yeah.
2: The amount of research they do to do a movie, like, in, for example, in Finding Nemo, like, how much research they did on aquatic life was Details, ridiculous. Details, details, Yeah.
0: Unlike myself, who, as I'm talking about Pixar movies I love, forget the names of main characters. <laughs> which is, which for me, it's like, I can love a movie and watch it ten times and forget <laughs> some crazy detail yeah. like that. I can't tell you the name of the old man in Up. I really can't, you know, because I forget details all the time. Yeah. But love the film. You know what I'm saying? Um. so anyways uh, we're about to get out of here guys so do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts anything you want to share before we kind of dip out
2: Um, just you know follow us you know listen to our other podcasts and you know we have we're starting to build up our content catalog and you know hopefully we can bring stuff that you guys want to listen to and we, we would love for you to interact with us
0: that's right uh,
1: shout out to uh, Chuck saw seven for leaving a five star <laughs> review
0: yeah, so Chuck saw so one of our first five star reviews ever um, in the history of our podcast, which is you know not really that long. No, of the history, not really. But I'm just going to read this real quick. Shout out to Chuck saw. He says, "Blown away. I feel like I'm a bro. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I feel like I'm a bro. Can't wait for the next episode. We can't either. Which you know it's going to be out soon because we're filming it. Excuse me, recording it right now. So yeah, go leave us a review. Um, whether it's five stars or one stars or somewhere in between. Uh, let us know what you think of our show preferably um, five stars preferably yeah. five stars; it'll, it'll yeah. help us out a lot if it's but, a one
2: star you might want to leave that one at home yeah, but
0: <laughs> uh yeah but seriously we're we're trying to get better at this um we're brand again I said at the beginning of the pod but we're the new kids on the block so um we're just thankful to be here um and thankful that you guys are listening so um yeah i think with that we're gonna wrap things up um really exciting stuff here um any
1: recommendations guys for everyone out there to check in
2: yeah, um a little recommendation. Uh I was scrolling through Netflix recently and I saw a movie on there called John Henry. If you uh if you like Terry Crews, Who doesn't is, like Terry Crews? Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's hard to not like Terry Crews. It is uh, very it's a very it, like it's a it's an interesting little take on the um the myth of uh John Henry as a character. It's set in modern times in LA and there is some real like, you know, heavy you know fight scenes and it's, Isn't ludicrous in it Yes he is Oh, oh sweet Yes he is okay. um, <laughs> Yeah it's uh, but it's It's a very interesting it's an, And it's you know Very much about a man Who doesn't want to Get into violence But you know There are times When you have to Stand up for yourself And stand up for the People you care about Sweet you yeah. can see this On Netflix you said
0: Yes Awesome. So, Justin, how yeah. about you? Any uh, recommendations? No, well, I'd
1: say uh, coming up here uh, shortly is the season four finale of uh, Rick and Morty, which uh, the last half of this season four has been incredible, uh, hilarious, and it's smart. Um, everyone may look at it like it's maybe as a dumb comedy, but, man, there's, there's some depth to that, too. And we can, we can sure. probably do a breakdown on a pod one day about um, the, every episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, but it's been really solid. Check it out. Um, it's going
0: to be... Very entertaining. Yeah. Oh, yes. so hilarious. so funny. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the drunk grandpa all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, T-Roll? Uh, no, I really don't have any recommendations, so I'm going to say my recommendation is to uh, listen to our other podcast, uh, excuse me, our other bonus pod episode. Uh, we have been um, reviewing Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as it is in its seventh and final season. Uh, again, one of the only new pieces of content in the movie and TV world right now uh the first episode just happened this past wednesday and we have a pod up on our uh, pod catchers you can catch it covering a recap of episode one we'd love for you guys to check that out um, if you get the chance but yeah that's all i got so we're gonna get on out of here because it's late and i need to go to bed soon but um we really thank you guys for listening for tuning in Again, follow us on Twitter at the Royal Geek Pod. Um, for my friends Justin and Anthony, this is T Roll signing off. We will see you next time, you peasants.